0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito laysnacketespnationcom to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. one two, three,
1: do it. Oh. <laughs> on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket, he'll fire to the
0: right side, caught by Diggs! Stay in oh, oh my god! Oh my god! 30! No K. way! Touchdown! Are you kidding me? It's a
1: It's a Minneapolis miracle! It's
0: Alright, 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 we're coming in for a hot episode of the Scolchers podcast uh, coming in right before the season here, we got the Vikings playing in the background here. I'm your host, Ed Brown Merkel, as always. Joined with me, Mike Anderson. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Doing well.
1: Twins already won today. Live, Twins won oh. Live football tonight. Gophers football is in a game tonight. that matters. Yep. Uh, and then Vikings obviously playing Vikings in a game playing that right now. does not matter. As
0: we're recording, so we get to see some of the, the third stringers. Except for the
1: perfect season, which is know. still
0: intact. It's still intact. Right now, as we speak, maybe. This game will, will get out of hand, but right now it's looking pretty good. Treadwell had some good catches so far. I don't know. It's yes. exciting. Yes. Exciting times. But we have special guests tonight, Mike. Well, he's yeah, he's special. Jimmy. Donald, what's up, buddy? Edwin,
2: thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Um, as Mike said, real football is happening tonight. We got college football kicking off. Excited to get, get that underway. Yeah. My beloved Badgers play tomorrow. Excited for it. There you I go. You guys Friday aren't. night games, huh?
0: Friday, Friday Night Lights, man. Is that at
2: home?
1: No, it's at USF, down in Florida.
0: How are you feeling about that one? Feeling good?
1: USF, uh, is that the uh, team, the self, uh, self-claimed self national champions from a couple of years ago? That'd be UCF. UCF. Central Florida. Okay. Who, if you want to bet on them, have a
2: 44-point margin.
0: Ooh. 44.5. Yeah. i on that. <laughs> I will take the under on that. But Anyways.
2: yeah, uh, back to, happy to be here to talk about some Packers and NFC North stuff, so thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so it's doing me here. to hear this is our uh, This is still a Vikings North. podcast, we would like Appreciate
2: to point it. that out to the listeners. Yes, this, this, is a, <laughs> this, this, this is a Vikings
0: podcast, there will be some, uh, hopefully we can keep it somewhat civil here, um, but we're going to be talking about the NFC North, we got an insider on our, our greatest division rival, Yeah. Um, so we can kind of just, you know, bash him together on the air. Right. I mean... Do your worst. Alright, you said it, right there So, I don't know, anything before we jump right in here to well, Let's let's
1: give the audience maybe a little bit of the format I think we're gonna, the plan is to basically run down the four teams Kind of briefly, summarize the off-season moves um, And then do maybe uh, Kind of a State of the Union type roundtable Just kind of a, maybe an active conversation About what we think's
0: going on, how we're feeling
1: And then predictions at the end So, should be a should be a fun show.
0: Should be a fun show, you know. It's... See if
1: we can keep it civil. I know we'll we did it last a year with we... you two, right? Are are we <laughs> It's
2: always friendly. <laughs> I know we did it last year. Are we gonna break down both teams win loss or just Vikings win loss? For
0: Prediction? Your you predictions at the end, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think, think, think we've got to add my kind of just in general ranking of the division type okay. deal. Yeah, I'm
1: looking to do maybe just uh, the ranking of the division, just because we're doing the schedule show, and I don't want to have to throw out a record here and then go back and like try to figure out where change the wins the record. Are. Yeah. So,
0: uh, <laughs> but yeah, perfect. Okay. uh yeah. So, without any further ado, let's just jump right into it. Lions, everyone's favorite team, and uh, yeah, they made some some moves. They signed some players. They lost some players. So let's start off with the losses. Like
1: classic and, Motown and, you know, moves. We
0: got, uh, uh,
1: really didn't lose a ton.
0: I mean, defensive end Ziggy Onza, he left, and defensive tackle Kerry Hider. I don't even know who that guy is.
1: Yeah, I think Anzo was the loss that you know stands out. He's been a, a player there for a while, but then you're gonna we're about to touch on the additions, and they brought in uh, defensive end Trey Flowers, who probably at this point is a better player than Ansa. So sure, uh, it's probably a net positive there. Which I think, as I've been saying, and I know you're maybe thinking I'm crazy, but Detroit quietly haven't had a really good offseason. and um, I think as we go through some of these additions. Uh, you know that'll be apparent, and it's also going to be the second year under Matt Patricia. Um, I, I'm telling you, this is not a, this is not going to be an easy win any given week this year um, if this team can stay healthy. But I was kind of shocked in the Ziggy Zigianza loss.
2: I know he was pretty raw coming out of college, and he definitely flashed and had some good good talent uh, as far as pass rush capability. Um, I think. Not just because I'm a homer. I think Mike Daniels has a really good interior presence and could have really helped Ziggy by freeing him up a little bit. So kind of shocked they let him go. But Trey Flowers is definitely more consistent, uh, play by play, and more of a three down type guy. So do agree they made some good moves on the line um, defensively. So
1: we'll see. Yeah, I think Anso was maybe a, a financial decision. Um, sure. Thirty years old, and uh, you know I th- I think. You know, maybe they just couldn't come to terms on an agreement. We've seen it here. Um, you see it all over with the the guys that have stuck around and kind of become maybe the hometown favorites or whatever for a while. But ultimately, um, guys got to go get the money, especially in this league. So,
0: uh, or, or one snap can mean you're, you're done for your yeah. career. Yep. So, uh, I don't think anyone faults any no. guys that go off and get them, get the bag. They um, mentioned already. So Mike Daniels coming in from Green Bay. Trey Flowers coming in. Um, they drafted T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, picked up cornerback Justin Coleman, uh, wide receiver Danny Amendola, Jesse James, um, running back C.J. Anderson. So it, it seems like they're also they're bringing in a bunch of pieces that that could, if they pan out well, um, could be good players for Detroit.
2: I think Jesse James will play a bigger part this year. Rookie tight ends never really seem to take off. I definitely love the addition of T.J. Hawkinson, but. There's never really been a, a rookie tight end. Even right. Gronkowski didn't tear it up his rookie year. It's just a tough position to come in and dominate. So, uh, love the addition. Don't think he'll be a big threat this year. Um, and then Danny Amendola. I mean, not as a slot player. You never know what might happen with Stafford and how he plays with him. But
0: I mean, it's, it's certainly not a bad pass to, to be thrown
1: to no. Dan Amendola. No, and, and I think they looked to. They wanted to get Stafford more weapons. Uh, and I think they accomplished that, right? Hawkinson was, I believe, drafted around eighth overall. Um, just a great skill set, an above-average blocker, so he's going to be able to help with that run game. Uh, you have and Johnson that seems to be emerging as a pretty solid running back in the NFL. Then you add in an Amendola. Um, I would agree with Jimmy that Hawkinson uh, you know, probably isn't going to have a monster year, but I think you know, I would look for him to produce more than like a Smith Jr. I think it's someone that's going to be a little bit more involved in that offense up front. Um, but yeah, Jesse James, a, a veteran tight end. C.J. Anderson was brought in. Um, you know, don't necessarily sleep on him either. Uh, someone with the release of uh, who's their running back that they, they they cut someone loose. I think this this off season, which is slipping my mind. Yeah, I'm not thinking of better um. but uh, anyways, I think Anderson's a, a player that you know will will have some big plays for them, and then certainly Mike Daniels, who Jimmy will be able to talk about. Uh, I'm sure a little bit when we get to the Packers, and um, a little bit surprising, I think, for everyone, uh, you know, at least, well, maybe just everyone in general, um, that that Daniels was lost, and we'll, we'll see what Jimmy says about that. But then also Justin Coleman coming in as a cornerback, and just, I mean, all around they had they have a really solid off season, and this is a team that won six games last year, uh, looks to be better on both sides of the football and i think it's a second year the coach we always talk about getting to that second year and not only you know that but with the the influx of talent i just i'm not saying that they're like a super bowl favorite but i'm also not this this isn't a detroit team that you just pencil in a w uh week in and week out
0: right um it seems like everything they lost, they either picked up in, in free agency or... or they got, got better. better on them, I
1: so. think they got better on both sides <laughs> of the football. So, I don't know. Um, Anything else, Detroit-wise? I
0: mean, it's, it's Detroit. It's, it's one of those things where it seems like they're in year two of, like, I think, a fairly long rebuild plan. I mean, um, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it, it, it all depends on how some of the guys pan out. You know, if if Hawkinson ends up panning out and some of these new additions some end of those... up gelling well with the team, you could see these guys competitive uh, as soon as maybe even this year. I, I think
1: they could definitely I mean, be competitive this year.
0: And if they I... make some right moves next year, if they're if they're on the upward trend this year, then maybe next year they even they're even further competitive. Um, so,
1: De- depending
2: how Stafford comes next year, I mean, I don't I don't see this year as being the year they surprise anyone to make the playoffs. Um, I know recently in their um, preseason game they lost their starting center. It's a huge loss for a quarterback. Also a huge loss for on Johnson, a guy I was actually pretty super hyped about, um, along with a lot of other NFC North running backs this year. But I don't see them being as surprises here. But like Mike said, they're going to be a tough, tough fight each week.
0: Yeah, especially in, in interdivision games. I mean, mm-hmm. if, yeah, we're going to saying is those games always seem like they have extra juice. Treadwell so I mean, catch alert. Oh boy. Another Treadwell catch nice Made a nice talent. play Made a nice play after the catch first too, but Showcasing too. Treadwell I love it yeah. Hey Jimmy Do uh, you think the Packers Would be open to trading for Treadwell?
2: Uh, we do We do have a water boy Extra water boy yeah. on hand If you need
0: Perfect We we will take that um, As well as I mean We'll take a ham sandwich At this point well,
2: He comes with a Gatorade cooler so. no. Nice no. Never know. Deal Might Done. be on that roster On Saturday
0: afternoon <laughs> You never know, know. Uh, well, that, that's a different podcast. That's that's an entirely different podcast. On to the Bears at this point. On to the Bears. I think we okay. kind of wrapped up everything against for Lions, which it's just going to be kind of wait and see for those guys. Um, but Bears obviously coming off of the division win last year. Um, so who was that touchdown Vikings on uh, number eighty six? Dylan. Dylan. Question mark. I believe end, uh, right? I believe like the fifth yeah.
1: or sixth tight end. Yeah, probably not. Oh, coming back. Oh, holding. It's going back. It's holding. Coming back. Of
0: course. Of course
1: uh bears though i think one thing that actually the three of us can agree on we're not bears fans uh don't really don't like this team and uh, i know we've talked about it at on prior shows that we think uh the biggest loss for them is going to be fangio which we'll touch on here but that they're probably due for a bit of a regression yes uh we'll see if jimmy agrees with us but let's start out with the key losses for the bears
0: yeah, so you had uh, running back Jordan Howard, I believe, who went to um, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yep. um, Safety Adrian Airmos, who stayed in the division, went to Green Bay, correct? Yeah, we basically traded safeties. Yep. Um, and cornerback Bryce Mr. Callahan. 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 Yep. Um, so those are kind of key losses. So you look at they a f- couple pieces on the defense, um, and Jordan Howard, who was fairly dynamic for them last year. And then I think Fangio, right? Yep. That's that's Depend the biggest the loss, and that's that's a headliner here. I mean. You could have lost four other players on that defense, and losing Fangio, I think, is more important. I,
1: I would agree. I think that's their biggest loss, um, one of the best defensive minds in the NFL. Now, they bring in a Chuck Pagano, who's you know no slouch, uh, had some success, but um, I think that the Bears might be uh, looking at this offseason as we're about to recap the additions, saying, you know what? Uh, we lost we lost Howard and Amos at Callahan, but we brought in a couple players that are above." Similar caliber. Um, assuming we can get similar production, right. we should be in a good spot. But I think that you know the Vikings obviously are, are looking to rebound this year. We've talked about Detroit having a better team. They're going to have a more difficult schedule. And now you lose a Fangio. It's it's a it's a new defensive coordinator. I think that they might be um, underestimating the significance of that loss.
0: Right, anyway, and, and I don't think any one of us is is discounting that Cleo Mack is going to be Cleo Mack no matter what system you put him in. Oh yeah. But cool. to to expect the similar kind of performance from that that unit as a whole as last year is I think just absurd. And um, any sane Bears fan I think will agree because that's that's a fluke here where you have that many defensive touchdowns and you're that high in every single stat category. It just doesn't stay around, especially when you lose your DC. Right. Um. So anything else you're talking about the losses on the Bears?
2: Um. Just to kind of reiterate that we all kind of are on agreement with the loss of Vic Fangio, but also. Losing a safety, they're generally the quarterback of your defense. I mean, you guys should know you have one of the, the best ones in the league. So I think bringing in Haha is a good substitution. We'll get to the additions in a little bit here. But losing Amos, I think, is a bigger loss just because he was the, the cover of your defense. He was your last line of defense. And bringing in a new person, it's hard to get them up to scheme. And you're bringing in a new scheme with Chuck Pagano. So I think their defense takes a major step back.
1: Well, and I, I think you you nailed it there that uh, if indeed he is the leader of a defense, and then you lose the ultimate leader and the coordinator, now all of a sudden you have two new, you know, so to speak, leaders coming in, and this again, it's a different, it, it's a different culture, whether or not they want to believe it or not. Yes, um, yes you yeah. have Mac, and you have some of the same pieces, but you're also changing a lot at the top level. So, um, be interested to see how they do. Uh, I know. You know they start out right out the gate in the first game, uh, of the NFL season here uh, a week from today against Green Bay. I believe that is at home for them, a home game. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But yeah, they 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 start out with a pretty tough test right out the gate, and you know they're looking for vengeance after last yep. year's first game against them. But um, I think let's let's jump over to the additions. Uh, drafted David Montgomery, uh, running back out of uh, I believe like was it Iowa State? Iowa State. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a lot of people are high on him. If you uh, you know, if you're a fantasy football player, you listen to the uh, Saturday Fantasy podcast. I'm yep. sure they've touched on David Montgomery. Um, should be able to fill in the Jordan Howard shoes um, adequately. They also still believe have Tariq Cohen there. Uh, they bring in, as Jimmy mentioned, safety, HaHa Clinton-Dix. They bring in cornerback Buster Skrine. So they're kind of replacing the Bryce Callahan, the Adrian Amos is there. Kind of and one then, for one, yeah. Yeah, that's and right. then the Chuck Pagano. So again, I think if you're a Bears fan, you're looking at this going, hey, this is about the same team. It's really going to be up to Trubisky, assuming the defense can hold up. I just I think that that's overlooking a little bit too much for me. I don't know where you two are at on that, but I, I see a bit of a regression
0: here.
2: I think I think Week One will kind of be a tell-all. I mean, the Packers are coming in with a new offensive scheme. They're coming in with a new defensive scheme. So it's kind of which which team can kind of hit the ground running more, and it it's a tough test. It, luckily, they're at home and they've had an off season to prepare for it. But I th- I think the additions you can't just look at it as it's a wash. Like they're new people learning a new system in a new environment. So
0: yeah, it, it seems like it's always a downgrade unless the talent level is substantially better.
2: Like we had mentioned earlier with the. Certainty and that,
0: right?
1: Yeah, this is a twelve-win team last year, uh, seven yeah. and one at yep. home. So um, difficult to replicate twelve wins. Difficult to replicate seven and one, especially in the north. Uh, mm-hmm. I do agree with Jimmy that I think this game right out the gate is really unique because um, as we will get to Green Bay here momentarily, uh, Green Bay really hasn't practiced together much as a, as a team this year, or, or at least played in a preseason game, um, and. Now you're going to have them coming in as a new with, with, offense. With no
0: live reps, And you're going to have a defense coming out. in that's
1: relatively new. And I think he's right. Whoever can actually get off... It might be an ugly game, um, but who's ever really to get it, get the ball moving quickly uh, might be able to jump out and just hang on.
0: To, to that point, though, I mean, I, I think if you're giving the edge to anyone in that game, it's probably Green Bay. Because you're looking at you have the all-pro in, in Aaron Rodgers who's able to improvise on the fly when stuff breaks down. And I'm not necessarily sold that a defense is going to be able to... No, I I,
1: I think you're right. I think that's a potential game that Aaron Rodgers could go out and win by himself. But then again, now you have a Khalil Mack. So uh, that could be potentially a game that Khalil Mack could go out and and try to disrupt and win by himself. But, um, you know, again, different podcast at that point. But I guess what... You know, what do you, is, that, is that all for the Bears? And then when we get to the kind of the State of the Union, we, we reflect on what we think they're going to do this year? Or, I mean, we kind of covered, I think, the, the key wins and losses. Obviously, we have Trubisky coming back, a player that's really a hot topic across the league, whether it be fantasy, whether it be uh, is he going to turn out, is he going to be a bust, is he going to be good. had um, a, a rough preseason. And kind a of rough preseason. Yeah,
0: for, I mean, for me, when I'm looking at the Bears, I mean, you look at last year, and that defense was stifling enough and, and had so many takeaways that they put their offense in a lot of great situations. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you expect that, that defense to take a step back, which I think any sane person does, basically what you're doing is your average starting position on offense gets significantly worse. And I don't buy into Trubisky being able to, um, to overcome that net loss in yards. Because he just hasn't shown that to, to basically anyone. He, he, I don't think he's that good of a quarterback, personally, and yeah. I don't think that's a, a rare opinion in this room.
2: Solid athlete, but quarterback yeah. that can lead a two minute drill? I don't
0: know. Yeah, I, I just I'm not sold on it. Yeah, and with the new moving pieces in the offense, I'm just I don't I don't think that's enough to overcome the, their their defensive downturn. So I think they're in for a really big loss. Yeah, and and
1: if you've listened to podcasts, you've known that I've had a little bit of a longer leash uh, with Trubisky. Than you have, um, and it's it's definitely concerning because he has had a bad preseason, and, and that's that's not coming from me as a Vikings fan, Jimmy as a Packer fan. That's coming from beat writers that are covering the Bears, saying like, "Yikes, there, yeah. there's been some times here where it's been bad." So um, I think we'll see what happens, but look, they're a week away, uh, so <laughs> rubber's gonna meet the road here very soon. So. Um, I don't know. Let's, I, think, uh, I think that covers the Bears, you know?
0: It covers the Bears. Um, yeah, I, I think we hit on all the major points with the Bears. So, mm-hmm. I think let's move on real quick to um, the Packers offseason right after this quick break.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com.
0: All right, we're coming right back in, talking about the Packers here, Mike and Jimmy. Packers offseason, their additions, their subtractions. What does the math work out to? I don't even know. Right. We're well, about we, to find we'll, out.
1: We'll find out. That's why we brought in the expert.
0: All right. Key losses. Now, Jimmy, I'm just going to let you break this down. This is this is your heart and soul. This is sure. who you bleed for. Even though you're wearing a red shirt, I don't know why you wouldn't wear green in, in the Vikings then here. You're in a purple room. Like, what are you doing?
2: I have no no answer to that. Uh, if you want to check, I do have green underwear on.
0: I, I mean, do you really want me to answer that?
2: No. No, Mike okay. does not.
0: Anyway, continue.
2: <laughs> um, interesting offseason. season. am um, not used to, over the last few years with Ted Thompson, making a lot of free agency moves. The one he actually did make resulted in one of the best safeties the Packers have had in a while. Um, so it's rare that we actually signed more than one person, and I'm pretty happy with the people we got. Some people say we overspent, but... Getting new additions uh, in Zadarius Smith and um, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos. I think that's huge. But um, I'll kind of start with our losses, like we've been doing with the rest of the teams.
0: Thank God Clay's
2: gone. It's been overdue. Um, he, We tried to use him too much as, like, a three-down player. He wasn't. He was a pass, pass rush specialist. Um, he did have some, some bright spots last year, costly turnovers, week two. So,
0: okay, so... Am I correct to say you
2: guys are going to like a four-three, right? Um, it's kind of a hybrid. He's got a lot of different packages. There's actually some packages where there's only one down on nose tackle, and the rest are standing. Um, That's
0: odd. Huh. Anyway,
2: I don't make the I don't make the playbook, but yeah, it'll be more of a traditional defense, um, which is kind of why we brought in those pieces. But the the loss of Matthews, I think, in the not just in the new scheme, but he kind of wore out his welcome. He was just, just, kind of past his prime. Needed to move on, and we weren't going to pay him the money he wanted, so he went to LA. Um, bigger loss, I think, was um, Mike Daniels. We touched on it earlier. I think he's a great all-around player. He's uh, an All-Pro, uh, not necessarily like the best defensive player out there, but he's he's solid, reliable.
0: Well, he, uh, he does the dirty work. He's kind of like a Lindvall. Like he, yeah, when yep. you're when you're thinking top defensive players in the league, you're not thinking a Lindvall, Mike Daniels. But they do the dirty work that all well, the players next to them to get that.
2: Yep, and he, it was purely a salary cap that we had to we had to cut him for. He was he signed a, a pretty big bonus four years ago, uh, and then last year he had an injury riddled season, and just kind of had to cut ways with him.
1: So was that surprising for for you for Green Bay fans? Do you think in general was that did that come as a shock? when when that was because to me I I didn't think that that was a. Uh, big, it was it a was shock. a really
0: shocker for me based on um, yeah. Oh no. well, he's done. But he's maybe.
2: been one of my favorite players, so definitely a huge shock. Um, it was kind of a surprise. He was a. Fan favorite in yeah. preseason games and stuff like that. But
0: maybe in a cap guy, you big see, community. You see the, too, the cap that down. At, like, I completely understand the move. From yep.
2: That yep. They they made quite quite a bit on that. Um, I want to say close to ten ten million. Uh, might be wrong, but I want to say he was due at least eight and a half plus some other signing bonuses. But um, yeah, tough to see him go. I'm um, excited to see how uh, we get past that. Muhammad Wilkerson. He never really did much for us, wasn't ever healthy, kind of a disappointment. I was excited about the addition, but he was never able to really get on the field to make a difference. Longtime favorite Randall Cobb is now playing for the hated boys. So he's down in Dallas, looking pretty well. Uh, I think that was another just cap issue. He, he wanted a little more than we were willing to give him. But wait, wait
0: is, this, is this a second point that, that we can have common ground on that we all hate the Cowboys? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look at us. See, we're, we're building bridges here, guys. Crazy. We're being civil engineers and building bridges.
2: <laughs> yeah, so tough to see him go. Another fan favorite, um, great. He he was pretty pretty solid throughout his career as far as being productive when he was healthy and tough to see him go. But cap is cap, as you know, Ed. Yep. Um, then the other two, Nick Perry, uh, Jake Ryan, they just kind of their contracts expired and they didn't produce, so they weren't worth resigning. I don't think they're big losses. Um, I'll mention again. I think Daniels is only the real big loss. Our defense.
0: That's a bold statement, man. Bold. You, you're going to really play Matthews like that after all he's given you.
1: Well, I tend to agree with him on the Matthews thing for Green Bay. I think the time had come. It's um, just the way.
2: Uh, I'm I not.
0: Mike, was trying yeah. to bait him.
2: It's just what we use. The way we tried to use him in the
1: old defense, it was too much. Yeah. He was terrible in coverage. Um, I,
0: actually,
1: I actually love his fit with the Rams. I think he <laughs> might he might see a resurgence. If, in the,
0: if he's used correctly, which, yeah. I, which I think he will be. Yeah. Right.
2: Which yeah. we didn't use him for, so I was happy no. to see him go. Um, and we talked about it a lot with the Bears, but HaHa too, we didn't mention him yet, but he he was more of an in-the-box safety, and we tried to use him as more of what Adrian Amos is, uh, and it, it didn't work well, he was constantly burnt deep,
0: no. so
2: I liked the player, but we didn't play him right, and he just needed a new environment, so...
0: To be clear, you guys traded Quinton, Dix to Washington last year, late last year, right? Yes, right. correct. Right at the at the deadline, so you got a, a pick out of that. Correct. And then Sorry. he didn't resign with Washington and ended up signing with free the agency. First. Yep. Good clarification. Yeah. Like Thank you. So, I just want to say because you got something out of that, which I think is is probably preferred versus just letting them walk. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which is um, what they normally do to good corners and DBs in Green Bay. Oh
0: yeah, totally. So I, I'm just I'm waiting for that to happen again. <laughs> you know?
1: That's great. Yeah, Micah Hyde.
0: Yeah. Um, could have been. so then you have uh, some of your additions you mentioned um Adrian Amos Darius Smith um Preston Smith so you get the Smith brothers um some of your rookies what, what do you got here what's what's exciting you Yeah about what'd you this? what would you add because
1: think? I I think even though you said it, not a lot of impact losses that's a lot of losses
0: I mean yeah, I a lot of names listed there a handful of guys and that's that's a lot yep. of spots to replace yeah
2: definitely definitely a few losses but none of them were other Mike Daniels keeps coming up. None of them were huge impact players. Randall Cobb was kind of past his prime.
0: No, Will Not a the no love.
2: Walker's never made it on the field. I loved him. I loved the signing when it happened, but he, I want to say, he got hurt week one or two and never played the rest of the year. So that sucked. Um, Perry had a really good year two years ago. Decided not to play last year. He played but didn't show up. So I, I think this change in defense and then the signings with Gary. Gary as a first round pick too. Like we're we're just going to a different different front seven as yeah. far as defensive right. bodybuilds and players. So Zadarius Smith came off a, a record year last year for him. He had eight and a half sacks, pretty productive um, throughout his career playing for a, a arguably a very consistently good defense in Baltimore. They're always considered one of the the black and blue division there over in the AFC. So I like that addition. Preston Smith came off a pretty successful campaign with Washington, uh, another high sack total or career sack total for him last year. And and those two, they're able to play more than just those pass rushing downs. Um, And with the switch to, like Ed had mentioned, more conventional defense with the 4-3 versus the 3-4 blitzing, um, we'll be able to, to rotate those guys in, keep them fresh. Sure. Something a little different. And then Amos, like I mentioned, I think he's more of a that deep safety that HaHa was trying to be last year, and I think Amos is going to be able to do that. Um, some people in Bears country are glad to get rid of him, but I think it's more of a cover for th- him getting lost. So like the additions there. Uh, the other one that's kind of under the radar, uh, Billy Turner uh, was a guy that they brought in. Former
0: e- NDSU defensive oh, lineman.
2: Tooting your own alumni horn there. Yeah, um, the, the biggest thing I like about that there is his versatility. Um, we have a oft-injured tackle in Brian Belaga, and Billy Turner is able to play guard, and if need be, if, say, Belaga goes down, which he probably will, uh, Billy Turner is able to slide out there, and he, he's pretty comfortable at both positions, so I think that's a great depth piece. And then uh, getting to our rookies, um, first round, had two picks. Uh, Rashawn Gary high risk high reward kind of guy
0: he's, he's out for the season is that correct
2: no no he, I thought got, he,
0: I thought he got injured he yeah. did he, he did and injured. they thought it was
2: pretty serious um wasn't moving on the field but walked off under his own power um was in practice this week okay. probably won't see him in the preseason game but um he's expected to be available for week one so we'll see if he actually has a big impact or not
0: See this. Uh, this is why we bring in the experts. Well, it was a. Preca- it was tonight. a
1: precaution. You're thinking that because it was they carted him off, yeah. uh, but it was yeah, precautionary. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then they didn't announce when we recorded last. They still hadn't announced what the, the significance of it, other than a beat writer. It said he's expected to be okay. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, that's maybe where you're coming from on that one.
2: And sure. it was as early as Monday that he was back at practice. So. Um, so probably
0: just a little bit of a scare, and he yep. should be all right. Yeah. And it was.
2: It was. Involving a neck issue, yeah. so they're always precautious yeah. with that. Yeah. So, but he should be good. And I mean, he was the number one overall recruit coming out of high school. Um, went to Michigan. Never really had a high, a great season, but um, he could be great uh, in the right system if we put him in the right. Oh,
0: uh, I mean, just at that point, you look at a guy like uh, Daniel Hunter, he, I think he had, like, what, like great, two great or three points. sacks yeah. in the entirety of his college career, yeah. and then now he's just turning it up in the NFL. It's just yeah. one of those situations where sometimes they just don't get in position to do that, but you can see the traits really showing themselves sure. on the field.
2: Yeah, and he's an athletic freak. He had great combine test outs, so we'll see how that transitions to the NFL game. Uh, the guy I was more excited about, Darnell Savage, a true speedster in, in the secondary, um, came out of Maryland, and really, I think, can make up some some ground as far as we've never had a fast secondary. We've always had bigger body type guys. Um, so I think Darnell Savage could be a great addition, supposed to start from, from week one uh, and pair us alongside Amos. So two a lot faster, younger safeties that we'll be getting there. So that that's big, especially with the way the game's going now and having teams like Stephon Diggs or the Vikings with Stephon Diggs and... Blinking on the other guy Thielen, yeah, sorry I'm about dealing. that yeah yeah it's because i'm looking at me
0: come on man because i'm watching like laquan Scott
2: treadwell Brandon. and other of these
0: Brandon zylstra me, in the man? background here but anyway yeah so you got those
2: you have those two guys that can really break out anywhere on the field that you need those safeties to double cover or at least um help over the top so i think those are big additions um and then the guy that's really making a lot of news these, these first three weeks is um, Elgin Jenkins. Uh, guards honestly might start uh, week one, uh, in which case we will cut our guard who started last year. I'm kind of blanking on his name as well. But um, more for Capri, Lane Taylor. But uh, more for Capri. And, and he's, he's come out. He's the number one right now. He's been practicing with all the number ones. Um, was a stud all four years in college. But again, an unsung hero can play center guard, like the depth piece there. Um, So yeah, thoughts, Vikings faithful.
0: Uh, No, it's it's been annoying the last couple years because he got the the new GM and he's actually been drafting fairly decently and making some good moves in uh, free agency. So it's been annoying as Vikings fans to know that uh, Ted Thompson is no longer asleep at the wheel, (laughs) um, managing that team. So. It remains to be seen if they're going to be getting enough in place in time um, to kind of salvage the last couple of years of Rogers' career because he's, he's he's towards the end of his career. I think no one's going to doubt that. So yeah, it, I think he's, he's got
2: three, th- four more years left on his contract, but, right.
0: but that it, puts so, him
1: at thirty nine forty at the well, end of that and, so. and as we've seen, you you don't know <laughs> all of a sudden the day could come and and a high caliber like, player like, can hang tired. it up, yeah. especially. At yeah, the quarterback Luck, position, yeah. because you, you see guys like that that have made a lot of money and they have careers in potentially in Hollywood. They have they have other areas where they can make a lot of money. Look at the Tony Romos of the world, made about to make double digit yep. uh, tens of millions or at least ten of millions of dollars doing broadcasting. Like these guys have other avenues of revenue. So,
0: which by the way, um, I am completely on board with Andrew Luck being in that position because I think he would he would be a similar level as Romo, as long
1: right. as he keeps well, the neck
2: beard.
0: Oh, 100%. If he doesn't get the <laughs> neck beard, he's not hired. That's but part on, of his contract. On the flip side, look at... I'm insuring uh, his neckbeard for $20 million.
2: <laughs> he's got to get some commercial highlights out of that, okay. for sure. Uh, but look at the flip side. You have Tom Brady, who he tweeted earlier, who would have thought I'd outlast Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: No, I, It's it's insane.
2: It, so you never know with Rodgers, but I agree he's definitely on the downtrend. You got to either have to be smart like Patriots have been and kind of change your offense to tailor to what he's good at or, and what it will be. But... Definitely got to capitalize on these next year, year maybe two years.
0: Yeah, I mean, the biggest piece we're looking at is also the floor. I mean, that's that's a, that's yeah, a really big yeah. coaching change. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that's really going to affect because it seems like Mike McCarthy lost the locker room for quite a while.
2: He, I would honestly two years ago. I think he lost the locker room. Um, last year was when it finally came out. But you look
1: at the Packers. I believe over. The I mean, last by locker room, we mean Aaron Rodgers. Let's clarify. True.
0: Well, that's all that really matters. If you don't have your quarterback, there, your entire offense is, is going right. to be right. Especially
1: in the case of a high-profile quarterback, yep. you know, like yep. like a Rodgers or a, you know, same would go to a Breeze or someone along those lines. If yeah, if they didn't have buy-in, you're going to see the you're going to see the trickle down effect.
0: Yep.
2: Right.
1: And uh,
2: I mean, there's been some questions of the young quarter or young coach trend. Is it the right thing to do? or the Packers just following and see what that? But everything I've read. Um, it's it's a new offense that Rodgers should have been in a long time ago. Mike McCarthy was kind of old school and running your traditional offense, and then they started button heads because the new the new offense you you change the play at the line of scrimmage, and Rodgers was kind of overriding McCarthy on some of those, and that's where they kind of fell through. And Lafleur acknowledged that a bunch of times, I think, really well in press conferences, and said, "Yeah, it's it. I'm the coach, but Rodgers is who is who he is. Like he's he's a Hall of Fame caliber player, and he's allowed." to have those says, and we're going to put an offense in place that can allow him to do that. And you've got Devonte Adams, who I think is a, a first-team all-pro receiver, and he's saying how he thinks the offense is so more electric this year. So, right. I mean, time will only tell, but you have your top two players on offense loving the system they're in now compared to last year.
0: Yeah,
1: and I mean, LaFleur, we'll see. Um, we'll touch on this more in the State of the Union. I'll just briefly touch on what I think offseason-wise Green Bay had money and they spent it. I'm not going to fault them for that. Uh, Jimmy mentioned that they might have overpaid a little bit to get some of these players, but that's going to happen when you have money. So um, I think they made the right moves in going to get some players. I do think uh, you've got a lot of new moving pieces, which, again, I'll touch on here momentarily. I didn't love the draft. I remember at the moment I didn't love the draft. They just had two high picks. I would have liked the way the draft fell to maybe either move up or, um, you know, look at something that's maybe a little more concrete as opposed to such a high-risk, high-reward player in Gary. Um, you know, maybe like a Chris, Chris Lindstrom or maybe shore up that line where there's a little bit more... Probably trust that they're going to be a, a substantial player in the NFL for a while. Um, but well, they took a couple of chances. So Jenkins you know, was the second-round pick. He was our second-rounder. J- what do you mean, J- uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah J- no, yeah. yeah. Uh, but those early picks, uh, you know, we'll see how they turn out. Um, but... You know, live looking at Kari Vedvik. Kari Vedvik oh, right. right, right. right, yeah, right from, that was 30, 30 yards. Yeah,
0: he's, he's not making the team as a kicker.
1: Also, Vikings fans, uh, there was a Kyle Slaughter to Amir uh, Abdullah touchdown. Nice little nifty run.
0: Abdullah's making Potentially squad, get Mike. him on
1: the squad. But, um, yeah, well, I think Packers was thoroughly covered there on the additions. We'll hop into Vikings here briefly, and then we'll just kind of go over wh- how we think things are going to shake out. So
2: yes.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: one, one last nugget I'll just throw
2: in there real quick just because I can because I'm cool. here. Um, with the Packers, I think a, a guy to look out for, uh, rookie Ty Summers has had a really good productive preseason. Um, we've already had injuries uh, to do? Oren Burks. He's a linebacker. Okay. Productive linebacker, more of a not, a not a big athlete, but he's always in the right place. He's got a nose for the ball. So he had a really good career at TCU. We got him late in the draft. Um, and because of injuries, he's been forced into some activity, and I already like what I see. So got to keep an eye out for I'm um, not going to surprise you or, like, blow the lid off of any offense, but I, I think he'll be a solid defensive linebacker. All right.
0: Irv Smith's going to have four touchdowns against him. Okay, NBA.
2: here we <laughs> go. And it starts. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, moving on to the uh, Vikings. It's Irv Smith
1: Jr., by the way. Get it right.
0: I'm sorry, yes. Yeah, Irv Smith Jr. Smith.
1: Okay. Vikings, you hitting the losses? I'll hit the additions, or, or what sure. are you?
0: And, um, that, that sounds great to me um, Vikings so key, and losses sounds great key losses okay okay Jimmy. All right. <laughs> don't make me cut the mic right but <laughs> key losses um, lost Sheldon Richardson uh, Marcus Sherrills Anderson Dejo, Latavius Murray almost lost Anthony Barr but didn't um, so going to break in some things down so Sheldon Richardson Kind of read more of as, a, as a, a pass rusher for us. I mean, I think he graded a lot higher the pass rusher and, and didn't really grade well at all as a run stopper. Um, you, you kind of saw last year the Vikings, their run defense dipped quite significantly from 2017. Um, I think the stat was like the Vikings' defense were playing four more minutes on average per game than they were in 2017. Um, that's that's an entire game over the course of the season. That's, that's a lot of time. So <clears throat> is... Is that loss really a, a big loss? I don't know. We'll talk about that in a second once you get to the additions. Um, Marcus Sherrill's obviously a mainstay in this in this team for, it's got to be close to a decade, if not over. I, I, I couldn't even tell you. But it always seems like he was always making that roster spot because he's so consistent at his returns. Um, so he goes down to, I believe, New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, so kind of a loss there, but... You know, my thought is you, you, we brought in the new special teams coordinator, and he's kind of just kind of cleaning out just <clears throat> making some cap room because I think Marcus Shales we'd have we'd have to pay him like one point five two million dollars, and right now it's at a premium right now with all the pieces that we have, the, yeah. the high price pieces, that's at a premium. So sometimes you have to get a little bit riskier on some of those fringe players. Um,
2: he was with the Vikings from twenty ten to twenty
0: eighteen. Yeah, so eight years. So that's that's a really long time. Um, yeah. Didn't really pan out as a corner, but was probably about the most consistent uh, punt returner in the week as far as, like, no mistakes. So it remains to be seen how much that's actually going to impact the Vikings, but, you know, we'll see. Um, he safety. must have been
1: hurt that game that Thielen lost us to Dallas when they put him yeah, up he there for the punt return. And yeah,
0: he was. He fumbled it. Yep. Yeah. What, uh, you, you you want Margaret Shales back? It's not going to happen. Anyways. He's gone. He's gone, Mike. Um, safety Anderson Dejo. Yeah. Um, Kind of had a, a good last couple of years here had a starting role for us, but I think he was due $5.5 million. Yep. We were not going to pay him that. That was the no-brainer. Yeah, we, we knew that one was going to happen. I think he's only making $1 million right now with the Eagles, so obviously we made the right decision there because his worth has panned out significantly uh, less than that. Um, Latavius Murray, great running back in the role that he was when he was here. I mean, I, I like the signing in general because I knew he was a solid back. Um, and then you draft Delvin, but then he goes down week four, um, and I think Murray filled in quite I adequately for him. Couldn't have went any better so, than
2: it did. Fun fact for you, had Latavius Murray over the last four seasons has the second most touchdowns as a running back.
0: Well, there you go right there. So just consistent guy, consistently can get in the end zone when it's in the red zone. Um, so I don't think that's a big loss because you bring in Madison. I'm sure you're talking about that a little bit, Mike, but um, a, a loss to the running back room, a loss to a consistent guy, um, I think that's kind of... Our biggest loss is, to me, losing my prefer as you know, special teams guy. Yeah. That's that's a net positive. I think he's ruined four different kickers <laughs> for us. <laughs> right. Um, the only other loss I could say is, well, we lost um, Filippo, but that was like three weeks before the end of the season. Yeah. So uh, that, that'll factor in a little bit, but that's also a net positive because that just wasn't working.
1: The only other one that comes to mind would be uh, Xavier Rhodes' high level of play. I believe we lost that okay. as well this okay. offseason. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay.
0: Um, That's a different podcast, Mike, and we'll get that about week five when he comes back, and, and then you're like, "Well, well if he waits, rolls, if he roll. waits till week
1: five to come back, we're gonna have some serious issues."
0: Oh, we got Mike Hughes. We got we got. We got Julio Jones, Devonte oh, Adams gotta, we'll to start. Yes. We'll be fine. Okay. Well, be fine. well I'll Devontae. start with the additions.
1: Gonna torch him. Um, Anthony Harris, not necessarily an addition. Um, I mean, we, we signed him, but Ben here. I think
0: I say kind of an addition because it, he's an addition to the starter.
1: Yeah, uh, everyone knows what he's about. We love him here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our favorite players in the podcast. So gonna step in. He's made some nice plays already in the preseason. Yep. Nothing to worry about there. Um, Is he, will he be a starter? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He'll, He'll start opposite of uh, Harris and yeah, so of San, His Harris San, San spot. and Smith. Yeah, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, And then on the line, we've got a little bit of a shake-up with, uh, of course, our first draft pick in Garrett Bradbury, and then also guard Josh Klein coming in, Elf line also moving over uh, from center. So it's going to look as a, a, a newer line um, with the loss of uh, Remmers to... I don't know where he ended. Giants, it. I think it was. Yeah, I think that's right. Yep. Um, so a little bit of a new line. Obviously, uh, there will be some growing pains at times. We've seen Bradbury with a couple holding calls, I believe, already in the preseason. Uh, but you know what? We have a we have a, a thank God an offensive line coach and we've got a little bit more stability there. We've got a unit that's played together here for the most part, been healthy with the exception of Brian O'Neill. Um, but overall, a little bit of a new-look line that we're hoping can just finish in the top 15, quite frankly, because we think that'll be good enough to keep this team uh, operating at a high level.
0: So, so you mentioned the new O-line coach, and that to me I think is the biggest addition of the Vikings, period. Regardless of, of how many positions you're trying to upgrade on that line, having a coach... Um, that understands how to adapt the scheme to the players you have and their skills, and how to effectively design a run game. Because you're looking at, um, you're looking at Rick Dennison, who's worked with Gary Kubiak, another addition to the coaching staff, and they have worked together for decades, decades long, and they've produced some really good football teams and really good running attacks. So, having that tandem be there and actually have a, a coach that can go through camp, uh, obviously, because Tony Sperano, passed on right before the season last year, that was a huge loss, yeah. not having that presence to be able to to design those plays. Having Rick Dennison come in, coach these guys up, put the system in place that these guys can succeed in, and, and being there the entire year and design the run game, I think is the biggest change that's going to happen to this line, regardless of the players you added or minus.
2: I think that's uh, kind of a fact that no one really realizes with like the offensive line coach. I mean, I remember listening to a few... Uh, K-Fan episodes last year about, I think Matt Burke was talking just about how important that offensive line coach is for the cohesiveness of a line, and it's something no one really talks about. It's all the flashy pieces, but yeah, I think that's a a solid point as far as something that could be vastly different with your line this year.
0: Well, it it isn't uncommon for the offensive line coach to be designing the run plays. Mm -hmm. So you saw us take a huge step back in, in run efficiency and it's not surprising because you had two guys that had never been in that position and were forced to start in that position with a, week, a week's notice and no practice.
1: Well, and listen, I think this can apply to um, you know, even a wider level in that new coaches and new schemes matter substantially, and it takes a little while to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And now you have a Lions team coming in after a first-year head coach, You have Vikings coming in with um, a little bit more stability on the offensive coordinator, offensive line, uh, and then on the flip side of that coin, you have Fangio leaving the Bears. You have a new head coach in in Green Bay. So you have both sides of the coin this year in the NFC North on every single team, Um, and I think that as we're about to get to, um, in my prediction, those sorts of things are going to have a substantial impact in how this division plays out this year.
2: Absolutely. Real Let quick, me, as long as we're talking addition um seen a lot of tweets on the TV here out there in the game about the Zilstra guy Zylstra,
1: well he, he yeah. was
0: his addition last year was he not? Was he last he year was, sorry, just... uh,
1: did he get up and get did he actually get a couple uh, yeah, I think he did get some a cup uh, of coffee, some cup the of coffee up part, there yeah. A cup
0: of coffee what?
1: like a, a little hey, bit, sorry a little, we're still in baseball season over on this side of the table but uh, it, basically an indication that they got they got a taste of the pro level
0: Oh yeah, I think he was he was on a roster for at least okay. a couple weeks.
1: Ago. Yeah, right. uh, Zilstra is so uh, those of you listening obviously probably know this. Uh, by the time you're listening, uh, probably actually won't know. Hopefully, you're listening right away. So, uh, but wide receiver five for the Vikings is up in the air. Um, so he is a guy that potentially uh, could be that guy. We don't know. Okay, uh, but yeah, Zilstra. Um, has made a nice nice catch or two in this game. Uh Kyle Slaughter just threw an atrocious interception into triple or quadruple coverage. I'm not sure what that was. But um back to the additions, the final ones, obviously a healthy Dalvin Cook. You all know how I feel about him. Uh I think he's in for a huge year if he can stay healthy. Uh coming off an eighty five yard touchdown run last week. I know it's the preseason. Uh and then lastly, Er Smith Jr. Um you know, I'm high really on him, like, a, a, I'm hearing you say his name a lot. A Rookie uh, tight end, again, I agree with, with Jimmy's statement that you usually don't see um, huge years from those rookie tight ends. But I do think, as I've stated time and time again, that he's going to have some big catches for us this year. Um, and I actually think a few of those catches are going to be in the end zone. Um, just a lot of athletic ability, and I think he's going to have just a way to kind of sneak free and, and yep. make some nice catches. And I think Cousins will find him. So i uh, really excited about Irv Smith for you, the future. Are you um, expecting him to be your tight end one right away? Or? No, we'll have Rudolph. No, i to be tight end two. Yeah, yeah. But we're Sorry, expecting yeah. to run a lot more two tight two tight end sets. Yep. Um, and it, it presumably, and, and granted, we have uh, he, Conklin, we have some guys, David Morgan, hopefully, yeah. uh, we might not see him till the second half of the season. Yeah, but he's,
0: he's on pup right now. My guess is he's probably going to start the season on pup, so I wouldn't expect to see But we
1: have some guys, we're, we're very deep at tight that, end. That, that's that six or eight weeks they're out if they start the season on pup?
0: If they start the season on pup, they're locked in for six weeks six out, weeks. and then yep. they have six week window after that six weeks to be active, to, be active, to yeah. start practicing, and then they have, I think, three weeks from the date that they start practicing to. Be elevated to the 53-man roster
2: or put you IR. Okay, there we it's, have it.
0: It's somewhat confusing. No, I, that makes sense. Well, yeah, I, it's, it's, I just it's know it was like a
2: six-week one, yeah. by the start of the season, because the Packers sure. brought someone off and that was able to make them when they have, eligible.
1: Yeah, and there's things like they have to be off before the, before start, of the start, week. start to. It's like the no, week before okay, the, so the game. To be
0: placed on regular season pup, you have to be placed on preseason pup. They're, you can't put them on pop if like it's like week three of the preseason and then Correct. they get hurt. You can't be proud Right, of that. right. It's, it's meant to be like a long term injury recovery yeah. kind of to catch yeah, yeah. late season injuries. Um, yeah. Cool. And then also, another note if someone is IR before the official start of the season, they're done. They cannot be brought back. Correct. The IR. That's, I think, like, what, what I was saying. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, and then the last piece Shamar Stefan coming back from, I believe, Seattle. Correct. Yep. Uh, so should fill in. There. Uh, should fill basically the Sheldon Richardson role. Um, but,
0: but again, like I said, it's not, he's, he doesn't read more of his pass uh, rusher. He reads more as a, yeah, a, yeah. a run but stopper. a guy that I think it. we
1: signed for three, something like three for 12, um, a guy that might be here for a little bit, right? Yeah,
0: three years, I think it's I think it's less than 12. I think it's um, like somewhere around nine in averages. Um, but,
1: yeah, a guy that should be able to walk in and fill in the system. So yep. overall, this is a pretty similar team to last year. Um, and now I think we get to move to the fun part, boys. Oh, yeah, uh, let's yeah, just man. do State of the Union where we kind of break down how we see this playing out. Um, let me give you a recap of last year. Uh, so final standings last year, NFC North Bears won at 12-4. and four. Um, They were 7-1 and one at home. Uh, as we know, they won four in a row and knocked the Vikings out at... At home at historic U.S. Bank Stadium, Vikings which, had a chance to win to get in. Which is
0: even more um, troubling now yeah, because that's a win and get in Did not happen.
1: Uh, and they were already in too. So yeah. they were already in. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota. They had to play for. Minnesota finished at eight seven and one. Uh, they were. They were for Mike Zimmer, just FYI. Five and three at home. Neat. Uh, Green game. Bay <laughs> was six nine and one. Of Oof, course, the tie there 69. coming against each other, Minnesota Green Bay. Uh, Jimmy and I were actually at that game, which was really weird to walk out of well, you, because you, you it was dead quiet—the quietest, it most a, somber. Ending. Had a uh,
0: jersey of the kicker. Oh yes, we yeah. did.
2: We did. Mike and I walking out. How do you not know immediately? Nobody that talking, and there's a guy in front of us wearing a Dan Carlson jersey, which was fun because <laughs> then
1: both fan bases were kind of yelling at the Carlson guy. <laughs> I might have, I might have jumped in Get on that, but, uh, well, I, mean, I don't think i would blame you at that point. And then the Lions uh, at six and ten, um, 3 and five at home, three and five on the road. Uh, Last year, so really bottom of the division, Green Bay and Detroit both with six wins, Vikings with eight, uh, Bears with twelve. We come into this year. um, What do we see? We're kicking it off. NFL season is starting with the NFC North. So, um, how 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 do we see this one shaking out? Well,
0: would it surprise you that me and you are going to have the same answer as far as the top of this division goes? And Jimmy's going to how about?
1: Let me ask this question to start. Like the Lions, can I ask this question to start? (laughs) How many when you look at the playoffs for the NFC? How many playoff teams do you have coming out of this division? Wait, what? One. How many playoff teams do you have in coming out of the out of the, out north? the north
0: Two. One. I have one. And
1: I have one as well.
0: Okay. Mine's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now I I, any I, now
1: that's not far. to say I don't think this division is going to be good, and I right. think there are going yeah. to be a couple teams that just miss out on that last the spot. Same, but, exactly the same. Yep. Um, um, let's let's start at
0: the bottom. Who, who do we think is going to be fourth place?
1: I think
2: we're all joking about it already. The, I think the Lions will be.
1: I, I disagree. Okay. And, 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 and I'm in all seriousness here, but I, I do – I have Green Bay finishing at the bottom of this division this year. And,
0: and, and I have the same, but it's not like a rivalry thing. Like, oh, I think Green Bay just going to suck. It's, I think there's too many moving parts, and having a new head coach where you don't fully understand what's going to go on with that, I, just, I think that's going to be enough to take them down, and I think Detroit's done enough to improve that the bottom of this league is still going to be, like, 7-9, and nine possibly.
2: Well, I, Packers I, faithful, if you're listening. There will be side bets after this podcast going on I, for this. so
1: I worry about, I, I, and I truly do worry, this would be any team, that when you have a new coach, and you have, and they've had an unfortunate situation in Winnipeg where the field was shortened and they didn't like the post and no one played and mm-hmm. um, they're not playing tonight, there just hasn't Rodgers, and I get Rodgers has had a year where I think he threw maybe, like, six passes one preseason. He basically played for, you know, one drive. So but, but that, was, him, that was that okay. was in a
0: consistent system, right? Right.
1: But this is a newer this is a new system. It's there's some new pieces right. all over. Jimmy, you went over all the losses and a lot of the additions, and you're happy overall with the the sum of the goods there, right? And and I yeah. don't disagree with that. But you're starting out with Chicago, Minnesota, Philadelphia. And I just I get worried that all of a sudden you you dig a hole potentially to 0 and 3, and maybe you're not. Maybe it's one and two. Maybe I'm gonna be dead wrong on this, and you're gonna come out and go two and one, and you know we'll we'll you'll laugh at us later, and you'll win those side bets. But um, I look at you last year; you were a six-win team, and I know McCarthy was there. There was a lot of things going on, but some of those six wins were heroic. Came back, you know, yeah. heroically won. So I look at it as like
2: yeah. I'm just 10.
1: I think Detroit clearly upgraded. I do think the Bears regress. Uh, but not that substantially from 12 wins, and I think Minnesota, if they can stay healthy, is going to be a pretty damn good team this year. Just because it's basically the same team from two years ago that we saw go to the NFC Championship, um, just without new with coaching. A ho- little, well, not new, but
0: well, hopefully consistent. without the additional turmoil. Like it seems every year, Zimmer's dealing with something. I mean, you lose your O line coach right. You lose death we'll, it the week before the season right. starts. that's insane. And we'll
1: touch on that, but I do want to clarify right. that I agree with you that. Normally I come in, I don't, I wish Green Bay would go 0-16, right? Everyone on this podcast knows I'm not a fan of that team. I'm not a fan of Rodgers, even though I do think he's probably the best to ever play that position, and I respect it. He's really damn good. But I I just think this could be a down year. I don't think this is a downfall of the franchise at all. No. I think that this is just a LeFleur. It's a new, it's, it's a difficult start to the schedule. And I worry that if they get behind the eight ball right away, it's gonna to be tough to get back to potentially competing and getting to like nine and seven or so. That's that's all I'm at. What's it's there? not a it's not a kick you know,
0: even, even in this podcast, we've we've commended their their moves in the, the previous last two years off season. It, it's frustrating for us because we don't like to see well, that. They're, they're doing spending. stuff right in they're, the draft. They're doing stuff right. You're on the upward trend, but there's just I think there's too much to overcome. And other than the Patriots,
2: who is successful year after year with addition, subtraction, and free agency? It, 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 it's it's usually right a year or two that they down. gotta yeah. get. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. tough. And uh, one thing too, before we get too deep into it, like just I just looked up the schedule rankings, and obviously this is based off of last year's. Uh, right. win-losses, all four NFC North teams are in the top ten hardest schedules. Which makes sense. Yep, you, you have the Lions at well, nine. Well,
0: because, because we're playing the NFC West.
2: Correct. And the, each other. Yep. <laughs> right, you have the Lions at nine, um, the Packers at eight, the Vikings at two, and the Bears at one for hardest ring schedule based on last season. So, I mean, it's going to be number, a tough year. We have the second hardest schedule
1: this year.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Woo!
1: Uh, well, well, we'll let you rebuttal or not rebuttal yet. I mean, obviously, you don't have to defend the Packers, but what I gave I my I, I I pick. I
2: think the Lions will be. You do um, the Lions. I honestly think they might repeat the same record as last year. Though. Okay, I was yeah. I was curious what you thought that record would be. Yeah, I think a six-win Lions team is is right about on par with what they've done. Um, I don't think they've done anything to get over what they were last year. Uh, and I kind of like some of the moves, but it, it's I think at best next year's. If the, if they're going to make a jump, it's going to be next year. I don't. I don't see anything flashy that they did. Um, all their great, their best players are in the primes or twilight of it, so that they're not going to push them over the edge. So I think they're a six-win team.
1: I, I think that that number of six is about where I'm seeing. Uh, that's that's about pack, where I, I see the floor as well. Um, or is this for the Lions? No, I think the floor of the, the, the North The north is the North, okay. Th- this isn't going to be one of the divisions where we have that three, four, five-win team. There, there's not going to be Barring just a... Injuries. Barn injuries, of course, which is all of this, but um, I think you're looking at probably a six- or seven-win team at the bottom of this division.
0: Yep, And only one makes it up.
1: Yes, I know. And it's crazy, but I'm...
0: It, it, it's like I said, it's going to come down to Week 17.
1: And, and we did the already we did the playoff prediction show, which yep. uh, everyone knows kind of how close I had it for the North, and it was a tough decision.
0: And, and, um, between then and now, I might have even changed my mind. I don't remember exactly what I had going on. Yeah.
1: All right, so let's go. Let's move on to uh, third place. Third place. Um, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna let someone else start this one because I I'm torn right now. Bears. bears. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at us. Bears and bears and they're high fiving people. Woo! We are
0: we are continuing to build the bridges. Yes. <laughs> bears. I I think bears are going third in this division, and I don't think it's gonna be by much. But I think the lions are gonna edge them out by a game. Um.
2: I'm going to beat a dead horse, the loss of Vic Fangio, I think it's going to play a bigger yep. role than they expect. It's no. tough to replace coordinator. You have mentioned it with an offensive line, let alone a full defensive coordinator. Right. Like, it's going to be tough.
0: And, and for me, it's, it's not like they're going to go 7-9. and nine. I think they're going to be 9-7, and 8-8, eight and eight, somewhere in there. They're still going to have a positive season, but it's not going to be 12 wins. I don't think it's going to be enough to get anywhere sniffing the playoffs. They're going to be eliminated basically from contention by Week 16. I, I yeah I can see
2: that like being a six and eight team and then they win their last two games or something like that and finish eight and eight eight and eight yeah um I could see the Lions being a five one team I didn't know I said six earlier but I think um, three and two in this division are going to be like Ed said eight and eight nine and seven I think two and three are going to finish around there
1: all right uh, I'm gonna st- I'll, I'll go with it um, I, I'll go with the Bears as well. Uh, I just think that it's more Detroit for me, and I just I'm I've been kind of preaching that I love their off season, and I think that they're a better football team than everyone thinks. So I'm I'm gonna say that Chicago regresses enough. Um, there's enough new faces, and I think Jimmy nailed it. The Fangio loss is really what's gonna set them back, uh, and also I think there's improvement right on um, them getting. You said they were the number one most difficult. They have the, hardest, they have the schedule. hardest schedule in the league, um, along with a couple upgraded teams in. The NFC, in my opinion, and you know what? Green Bay always plays them tough. It's arguably the number one rivalry in football. So it doesn't even matter if I think yeah. that Green Bay might regress this year. That those two battles don't really matter. And well, we already talked about week two, one, three, and ten teams. Play yeah, each other. it's, it's gonna be crazy. so uh, yeah. I'll go with the Bears. Uh, I'll buy in. Um, I hope we got a lot of Bears fans listening. And, and yeah, you're gonna finish towards the bottom. You're gonna have a bad year. You're gonna miss the playoffs. Side bet number two: Mike has the Lions
0: going second okay. in the division. Well, so do I. I don't have the, the Lions making making the division their first division title. So you and I have
1: the same. Uh,
0: Lions go on second in the division. I have them go on one and two. He has Ten on. and six.
1: Woo! Wow! Hey, now they did go ten and six the year that uh, they were they were what they were ten and three, and they needed to win one of the final three, and they ended up yep. losing. Yep. Um,
0: so yeah. so I think it's going to be similar to that. They're going to be ten and five. All right, they're going to need one win week seventeen to get in. They're not going to get it. Wow but they're going to be right on the cusp of it this year. Do you no know why they're not going to get it?
2: Because they'd play the Packers in Week 17.
0: Yeah, you guys get to play Classic. spoiler. Boom. Which, which I'm fine with. You
1: know, Aaron will be out in oh, L.A. Yeah, because we're going to be resting up
0: for the, right. the playoffs. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, I'll stick with it as well. I think that Detroit really will flirt with the playoff spot. I think they'll be consistent um, all year, be in the conversation. Um, if they can stay healthy. I think Stafford is still a very adequate quarterback, and they brought in some weapons for him. So it'll be kind of fun for him to be able to sling the ball around. Uh,
0: I I think you're too in the... the the coaching team is going to be Patric- huge yeah
1: huge that defense should get better i believe patricia is a defensive minded um yep. coordinator you still got some nice pieces there you bring in a, a Trey flowers so who played under him uh, before yeah I, I i really think this detroit team um and i could this Good could surprise. be something that haunts me but surprise. i think they're not they're not going to be that bad of a football team this year so um i'll have them narrowly missing the playoffs at uh i'm going to go 9 and 7
0: 9 and 7 okay so we have 10 and did, 6 did 9 and 7 you give your bears record.
1: Uh, Bears record, I'm going to say 7-9. 7-9. Nine. Seven, nine, seven, 6 seven,
0: eight. Losing season for,
1: for... So I've got Green Bay and Chicago right at that 6-7 win mark. Green Bay maybe at 6, but also maybe both of them at 7-9. and nine, yeah. And then 9-7 for...
0: So we know where we're at here, right? Cause... Correct.
1: Uh, but I was opposite of you, too. I think two
2: uh, um, NFC North teams will make the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to have you guys... Yeah, so
1: wait. Where were you at? You yeah. had the bottom was... Lions Lions The second bottom was Bears, Chicago Bears. So you got Vikes and Green Bay Who do you got Hopefully finishing in Who do you got finishing second in the division?
0: Um, Packers Ooh, okay. Ooh Can we record that? Wait, wait we yeah, they, Come that.
2: on I, They're going to make that as a wild card um, I and have them at 10 wins It's a tough schedule um, And I think the first three weeks are going to be crucial
0: um, oh, we had- <laughs> Not
2: enough uh, <laughs> You don't take enough commercial breaks eh? Yeah <laughs> Um, I, I think I think a ten win team out of the NFC North is going to do enough damage to other NFC teams that it, it, it gets you in. And, I
1: agree. I agree.
2: Um, ten wins in the North will
1: get you in. And I, I well,
2: think that
0: th- that's where my tiebreaker is with the Lions because I think the division record is going to be bad. So you think they'll lose out on that? All right, so they'll great. lose on that. They'll be like two and four in the division, but they'll right. still be
2: 10-6. So I think I think the Packers um, have a, a ten win team. Um, they they could surprise me to eleven. I wouldn't be shocked. Twelve would really surprise me. I don't see that happening. But I also don't see uh, a losing record like last year happening again, barring injury, of course. So I, I'm, they're going in with a, a new offense, um, Rodgers, Devontae, they're rejuvenated, um, a different defensive scheme. We got some new players coming in. I think we could surprise some some teams, um, and
1: I think we make it as a wild card. What is your concern level? Um, because I feel like I would say this for Minnesota. I would say this for any team that had a new system. And just you know the the third preseason game was essentially just it might as well have never happened. You had thirty three starter thirty three players that did not play, including all we starters. We played on an eighty yard field. True, but you had you literally it's a game that didn't happen. Um, a game that typically your starters are going to play a half. It was just to or, get
0: some
1: speed, yeah. So I, mean, I, there, I know you've been
2: tooting his horn. Dalvin Cook had two rushes.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit of a different scenario. But our other starters, Cousins played the whole the whole first half. Correct. Um, but my question is, Rodgers aside, new system, and the fact that you didn't have any of you just haven't had a lot of experience with those players. Do you have any concern about that, or are you just viewing the preseason as like, yeah, they didn't get the snaps, but you don't think it's going to impact the regular season?
2: So, I mean, with the preseason, most of our um, offense hasn't got the snaps, which is where I'm less concerned. Um, I, a lot of our defense did, like you saw. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Like you saw, our first-round pick out there. Um, For Sean, Gary. Sean Gary, thank yeah. you. Um, he, you saw him out there. Um, you, you saw a lot of the key position battles, like our number two and our number three receivers. They're getting a lot of snaps out there, so I, I think those pieces have, have gotten enough reps. And then we had a we had a live scrimmage practice twice with Houston, which I think is a, a big deal. Um, I honestly wish they would do more of those and less preseason games, to be honest, going forward. But. I don't think... I'm not concerned about the reps. You you have Rodgers, who's an all-pro. You have Devontae, who doesn't need the reps. Um, is it nice to get the full team out there? Sure, but they're, they're professionals. They're practicing. But what about reps week.
1: in a new system? Like a new... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're practicing every week for that. And all
0: right. I, I I'm not. So you're as you're concerned. Concerned about okay. it. Okay, yeah. I mean, obviously he's not concerned about it because he hasn't made the playoffs. And, and, and like 10. I
2: said, like week one, we're playing a, a defense that's in the same spot. So I think week
1: one, it's a it's a perfect storm for us to face the Bears. I, I think if you have them going ten and six, and like I said, I believe you start Chicago, Minnesota at home, Philadelphia at home, or are you at Philly. Um, I feel like
0: at home. At, Philly's, Philly's, match in,
2: us. Philly's in Green Bay. So we we start out at the Bears, which I think I think we take honestly, um, and then the Vikings visit Green Bay, and then the Eagles visit,
1: visit right after. That's week four. Oh, that's week four. Okay, uh, week three is the Broncos visit. So we have three home games in a row. So you, in your mind, I mean, you got to be coming out of that probably three and one if you're looking at them to win ten games. If we come out two and two, I'd be happy. Um, I think be
0: two as long as one of the losses is the Vikings,
1: <laughs> which <laughs> because... presumably he's thinking. Cause... Yeah. Because we all have the same. <laughs> but Does then, E-way but then we got right a now? we got a good stretch
2: where we can gain some momentum. I mean, we have Oakland could be tough this year. And then Lions, um, at the Chargers could be tough. Then we play Carolina at home. You never know. So I, there's some there's some spots we can gain some some steam. Yep. Um, if we start out two and two, I'll be happy. I think three and one is possible. Um, I also don't write us off if we start out one and three because we we played the Vikings, we played the Bears, and we have played the Eagles, which are playoff teams, mm-hmm. and you. It's those are good teams you want to match up against to get some experience early. How many years have the Patriots gone like zero and two or one and three, and everyone's like, "Oh, Brady's done," and then they make the playoffs? So, well, I that, don't know.
0: That division is also complete trash. So. <laughs> they they could make the playoffs honestly at probably seven and nine some years in that division.
2: Uh. Uh, they also missed out at ten and six when Matt Castle was quarterback. So, there you go ahead. I know the
0: the Matt Castle. Okay? Yeah. Um, Alright, so yeah,
2: Um that's that's my last little, little thing on. Okay, okay,
0: Packers at two. We Wild haven't card. discussed Detroit at two yet. Yeah, did we? I, yeah, I did. did Mike missed
1: did, yeah, did.
0: Yeah, I, I oh, thought Mike. you did as well. Okay, well I, that must be. No, Ed did not. How many of I had to drink?
1: Uh, I don't know. I stopped probably, counting at the second six pack.
0: Probably don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> probably too many. Okay, moving on. So this means that we are all in complete agreement. The Vikings will retain the crown, or not retain, regain the crown. Regain.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Of the NFC North. Kings of the North.
1: Yeah, I I think, um, you know, for me, it's been a culmination over the course of the summer uh, through preseason through actually uh, investing more time than ever um, into looking at the NFL, looking at all of the different moves, and... Um, I really feel the Vikings have come out uh, healthy through the preseason, which has been something that's been a problem for not only us, but many teams, but we've managed to do it.
0: Which is knock on wood because that's...
1: It is knock on wood, but none of them are... I mean, yeah, I mean, yep. we're not playing those guys right now anyways, But um, and you don't hope that any of these guys get hurt either. But, uh, you know, that and then the perfect storm of two of the teams that I think are usually the biggest rivals taking a little bit of a step back because of more of a coaching, new, new schematics. But... Um, for me I look at this is mostly the same team that we had two years ago in the NFC Championship and last year you had a few things that were out of your control that I think really derailed the system you had an offensive coordinator that I think tried to force his system and not actually look at the players and try to make it work with what they do best and I think that that's something that's going to happen this year really excited about that my biggest concern is the defense you know hmm. is, is that I, I I've said it I think the defense is going to take a step back this year I don't think it's going to be substantial but uh, I think that they might fall into that eight range eight to ten range which should be fine but some of the things we saw in the third preseason game scare me obviously I may have the Xavier Rhodes Barb uh, earlier in the podcast here and and if they take a big step back then yeah all of a sudden you're in these shootouts and I don't mm-hmm. know but um, let's assume the defense can remain top eight the offense does well what it's you know, we think it's capable of under this new system. Um, I think this is a very good football team. And in the NFL, you have to take advantage when you have a window. And this year might be a window for them to be very, very good. Um, second hardest schedule, you know, obviously is they sound last unfortunate. Year, so. But um, I've got the Vikings winning the North, and I think that if, if it goes like i, I envisioning it, I almost said wanted to, but going like I envision it, um, I think they win it by a couple games. Um, I I think week 17 we are, you know, we don't see a Cousins, we don't see those sorts of players out on the field.
0: Interesting. So you think we're going to rest starters to that point?
1: I I think it's a comfortable win of
0: the division. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I, I think in general I'm in agreement. The things that concerned me last year, the offensive line, the coaching, those things have been solved or upgraded, Okay one thing with the Vikings line, it can't be worse than last year like there is almost no way it can be worse than last year
1: again no, almost no way
0: I mean, almost no way but it, we were ranked the lowest in almost every single category last year right and, and what you did is you brought in new talent with Bradbury you have Elfine going back to what's hopefully a natural position you, you're bringing in a Josh Klein who over his career has graded out really well at red card so you're solving those positions um, so, at a minimum, that should be at least a tick above. You're bringing in more weapons for Kirk Cousins. You're bringing in an Earthsmith Jr. You're, you're trying to get better at your wide receiver. It looks like, well, the B.C. Johnson is going to be a, maybe revelation relevation at that wide receiver three. You're going to you know? roll
1: Cousins out. You're going to yeah. give him a little more flexibility.
0: You're going to get him in, in what he's you know statistically graded out as better percentage plays for him. You have Delvin Cookback, which should be completely healthy, like full off season, ready to go out the gate ready to go and, and going to be crushing it you have both Diggs and Thielen coming off of another great year and you have I think probably a revitalized Rudolph with a new contract and he's ready to go ready to to show what he can do because he knows his time is going to be short he's probably only got one more contract left in him and I wouldn't be surprised if this is his last year in Minnesota so this could be the showcase for him I think he understands that he understands the situation very well so on the offensive side of the ball all I see is improvements in weapons, I see improvements in the line, I see a second-year Kirk Cousins coming in, playing in a, a system, playing with Stefanski, who has been uh, his coach for now two years, so there's still consistency there. So no matter what we did with the OC, there's still consistency with Kirk, he's, he's got the timing with the wide receivers, that takes time to develop. So the offense should improve, and the defense really should not, should not go any step backwards, You lost Sheldon Richardson, sure, but you gained back Shamar Steffen, who, in the system that we're trying to run, is what you want to do. All the linebackers are the same. All the corners are the same. You upgraded, arguably, a safety from a declining Sendejo, So that defense should stay right up in there in the pocket, top 10, top 5 defense, because all the coaching staff has returned again. So I look at this, the Vikings are only going to get better from what they were two years ago. Quarterback's better. Talent's better. Weapons are better. The defense is is still the defense. On paper. On paper. And might I, might I remind people, my whole my whole theory with the Vikings playoffs. You hear this, Jimmy? We're gonna rehash you. He's going
1: every other year I think
0: Two thousand fourteen. Mike Zimmer enters the week. Go seven and nine. Okay. Goes fifteen. They go eleven and five. Eleven and five. Make the playoffs. They lose twenty-seven. White left. Right. 27 They go. White left. Right. Next yeah, year. Mike died that day. Next year. 2016. Uh, Teddy goes down. They go eight and eight, right? Poor went off for Teddy. That's my boy. But the, not not on that. We need that <laughs> equipment, okay? Um, next year we go 13 and three, two game improvement, and then we go to the NFC Championship game, two game improvement from Wild Card NFC Championship game, right? What's well, the only logical, okay? The next year down here eight seven and one. That, it's only logical that this year. We're gonna go fifteen and one. It's science, and we're gonna win the Super Bowl. It's science.
2: I mean, it's pretty clear to me. I'm
0: with you, Mike. I'm
2: questioning how many drinks you had. Over. Right, you know, but
0: bring on the third six pack.
2: Right. <laughs> question, legit question for both of you. Uh, Who's the better team, Atlanta or Philadelphia?
1: Man, they're both very good. I have both teams in the playoffs. Okay, here's why I'm asking. Both very good. Okay, Ed, you—I haven't given you a chance to answer. Sorry. I think Ed likes Philly more.
0: I think I like Philly more right now. Why
2: I'm asking that is, Mike, you hounded me on the rough start to the Packers' schedule. Oh, Vikings don't have the Cape Vikings Locker. have Atlanta, Packers, Raiders. We have third week, easier team too, and then you are at the Bears, so you have just as hard a start.
1: No, I, so? I, I'm not, I'm not okay. gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with that. And no. then, and then Ed, you were saying they're gonna be, or I'm
2: not sure which one of you, you were saying they're gonna be sitting people at the end of the year. These are, your last, these are your last four games. You're number two in the NFC North, Lions. Then you go at the Chargers, who could very well be fighting for a playoff spot. I like yep. the Chargers this year. Then you have the Packers coming in on your uh, disastrous birthday weekend, Mike, where Mike will be drinking White Claws because the Badgers beat the wait, wait, That's
0: That's where they play, the Vikings? Yeah, yeah the Packers haven't beaten us in the U.S. Bank Stadium historically. They also, also the haven't
2: beaten us yet. in, like, two years. That's
0: true. Great. No, three almost years. three now. Yeah, And
1: that's
0: then continue. what's the last
2: one? Then you play the Bears at home.
1: Okay, and uh, keep in mind, I said maybe week seventeen we would sit people, not the last four games of the season.
2: Well, I'm just saying, like you have a very tough four games. It's a run. brutal
1: schedule. Here's what I'll say: Atlanta, we match up well historically. We've we've done okay against Atlanta and if if, at home. if Rhodes can match up against Julio Jones. I think by bashing roads earlier.
0: I know. I'm concerned. <laughs> if, if if that game is in Atlanta, I feel drastically different about that
1: game. I mean, I don't know. I think at home, that's I look for us to get out one and zero. I think Green Bay, I'm not worried about just because like, you know how I feel about Green Bay this year. Uh, you have a season defense is
0: returning a, almost every single starter. You have a season team. A, a, a of, brand of, new, a brand new system.
1: I mean, so, yeah, we're not going to walk through the schedule, but yes, I agree. Vikings, obviously, you said it. We had the second dif- most difficult schedule, so it's more than Green Bay. Correct. Um Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Obviously, you had us finishing uh, slightly, potentially tied with Green Bay, but winning in the tiebreaker. I'm not sure how you have it shaken out. Where did you have us record-wise? I think the Packers win 10. Um, I could see you tying
2: and winning it, but I, I had you 11 and five. Okay, so... The two seed.
1: Slight victory. Um, where do you think that that would shake us out overall in the NFC? Is that a top two, two, two seed? seed? That's a two, two seed. seed. Okay. Uh, and do, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on the Vikings, any other input? I know we obviously uh, talked a little bit about Green Bay, but any... Well, the, I, I kind of kicked it anything off by I asking like, those questions. I think
2: it's the first four, how do you come out of that? What do you What do you think and you do? I, I think two and two, I'm happy. What do you guys need to start your first four at? Are you happy at two I'm and two, okay or do you need to go and three and
1: one? I'm okay with two
0: and two. I'm happy with three and one. For me, for me, four it's four.
1: the first six. I believe is what I said. Because what we got, uh, read me the first, and we're going to do a schedule preview, which will be a fun show. Uh, um, so after soon. the Bears that I mentioned those first four, then you go at the Giants, and then Philly at home. And what's the one right after that? At the Lions. Okay, so the first six. I think to that Philly game, um, you know, you've got some tough games there. So you've got Chicago, Philly, Green Bay, Atlanta. And then the Giants and the The Raiders. The Raiders. So yeah. I think you've got four crucial NFC games. And if you can go I, I if they wanna be playing to the level that I want them to be at this you year. You gotta go
0: five and one in you,
1: you gotta go three and one in those games and you presumably win the other two. So yeah. I want them coming out four four and two or five and one. And here's where, why I made that point. Like, if they
2: don't come out four and two, those last four games of the year, they're going to have to start. 100 oh, percent. And it's it's going to be a brutal stretch to no, end the year. It- so, how hot? Even if they finish eleven to five, like I predict them, um, I have them losing their first game of the playoffs because I think they're going to have such a brutal schedule. They're gonna they're gonna be a worn out team. I think they're a great team, but. I think it's just gonna it's gonna come down that they're they're kind of worn out. They're gonna have some some injuries, unfortunately, that might hold them back a little bit. So I think they win the North. You guys will give me shit for another year on you guys being the kings of the North. Yeah. Well, we weren't a lot, neither of us were last year. Yeah. So I mean, we're in the same boat there. You were the kings of the North most recently. True. It's true. But um, I I don't I think I think us as a wild card moves farther in the
0: playoffs than you do. let what, what, what's just what's just agreeing one thing though. And it's not an agreement because it's a fact. The Detroit Lions haven't won the division since Tampa Bay has won. It. <laughs> Tampa Bay was in our division, and they won it more recently than Correct. Detroit. Great stat.
1: What? Let's let's just uh, let's well, just closing thoughts here. Um, I mean, anything to add with with the entirety of it? Obviously, as a division, I think you for the most
2: part. No, um, we're holding that. out.
1: The today. Vikes record, I'm, I yeah, gotta, I got I got to I want to look right. because I obviously I have a range, um, but I I want to actually go through game by game and come up with that that yes. number. So uh, that'll be a um, future show. Just
0: make sure you tune into the podcast.
1: But anything, I mean obviously right now I think the teams for the most part are healthy. I would say Jimmy, you can argue that that well you can't argue it. I think Green Bay uh, far and away has probably had the most injury injuries happen so far. Mm-hmm. Um but it sounds like you're not too concerned, not too substantial. They've been deaf, they're unproven
2: pieces, so it, does it hurt? Yes, of course. Um, I don't think it's detrimental at all.
1: So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm really excited, boys. We're, we're going to see football here uh, literally be kicking off in exactly a week. Uh, we're almost to a minute. Um, I'll sure probably be uh, over at uh, Jimmy's house uh, watching.
0: I probably won't be.
1: You probably won't be, but I will be. And not then you hopefully, the
0: down.
1: you know, I know you're going to game one. Yes. Jimmy, I'm assuming maybe you and I are watching football that weekend. Uh, I'm excited. I know, NFL's coming back. But any, any other closing thoughts? I mean, I think this was good. I, mean, I think we're all, we're all seeing it clearly. It's just...
0: It's just, I mean, this is, this is kind of a return to the division where every other team, team is... I think
1: that's my closing thought. It's a good division.
0: It's, it's every other team in, in this division is either on the rise or they have players where they're one year away again. Or they could surprise... Like Green Bay could surprise us all, if that if that system clicks immediately and Rodgers finds and it goes, that that's going to be a dangerous team because it still got Rodgers and still got some good pieces. Green Bay could win
1: 11 games this year, and I'm not going to be shocked. Right, like exactly. it's not going to floor me that they win 11 games. Then
0: you got Detroit, who's making good moves. If that you're too, uh, it's you're not going to floor Turchy me. If it works out, that's that's. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Me, but <laughs> yeah. then <and> you got <laughs> Detroit, who, over here. You got Detroit who's made some good moves and they wouldn't surprise me if they end up in, in that conversation. And you got Chicago who, if maybe Vic Fangio thing is not as bad as we think it is, they could surprise some stuff. And you got the Vikings who have been consistently in that conversation yeah. the last several years. So this is gonna be a brutal division and I, you know, we we've we've talked the last hour and so about this, but hell, we could all be wrong and this could be flipped on the set.
2: True. And I think we could beat ourselves up and then we're all going to be kicked by out-of-division opponents. But I, I think if you put the Lions... The reason I'm not as high in the Lions is because, like you said, I think this is arguably one of the, if not the best in the NFC, the best in the, in the NFL as far as, like, a rounded division goes. So I think if you put the Lions in a weaker division, I'd be more high on them like you are, Mike. But I think all around, this is a, a great division. It's going to be fun to watch. Like, we're getting two games against all three teams, which are going to be a bloodbath. So, like... That's why they play the game, Ed.
0: Just enjoy it. It's why why they play the game.
1: All right, final final question as we leave.
0: All right.
1: Top two fantasy performers total (laughs) points in the North this year.
0: We'll we'll have one final question, dude, because I got an idea (laughs) for final question after this. But top two performers in the North. Yes. I'll start. QBs excluded.
1: No, included. Okay. Standard format. I'll I'll include
0: them. Six point touchdown passes. Four. Four, four,
1: Okay. Four. four.
0: Or top total points. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be two two Bs then. How? I can you Mike. No, I um, I'm take gonna
1: out go, take out QBs. Take out I'm gonna go Dalvin. Shocking. And Devonte Adams.
0: I, I, why get that get that word out of your mouth. It's. You know, Dalvin. No. Devontae. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Diggs.
1: I like to hear that because he's on my team.
0: It's gonna, it's gonna be a touchdown monster. All right. And, um.
1: Can we get this in writing?
2: Like, we need, I need this down. Like, this would be a fun no, side bet, too. Side no. bet number three. Oh, we
0: can't put this in writing. Why? And Galladay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think he, I think uh, he I did get into in the, the, in the, the third, hand, third six pack uh, of cider. Watch out, baby.
2: Watch out. Jimmy? Uh, number one in the division, Devontae Adams for me. Really high on him.
0: Mistake, but
2: okay. And Aaron Jones. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> I think Aaron Jones would be good. Uh,. Enough. If he's fully healthy, I think
1: um, Thielen for number two. Yeah, I was gonna say thielen's a, Thielen's a. Is a it PPR? Big PPR? Yeah. Yeah, assuming PPR. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and you got a lot of good p- good players here. I think Carryon's gonna be good. I think David Montgomery's gonna be good. Um, David Montgomery won't get enough. Aaron Jones, I think, young. is gonna be a good player. Like there, this is what a, a good this is a stud division. It's gonna be fun to watch, boys.
0: Real last question.
1: All right. What about Vedic?
0: Top two flavors of Buffalo Wild Wings.
1: Uh, mango habanero. And. Probably hot buffalo. I gotta go. Spice guy. Yeah. Oh man, top two is tough for me. Because um, you're
0: usually
1: a three guy. Well, because I, I like hot food, but then sometimes I'm just in the mood for like a, a teriyaki wing. I'll,
0: I'll expand it to three so you get a third
1: one, Jimmy. If I had to pick a
2: third, uh, we I'd don't pro- have to. I would probably just go if I'm gonna go Mike's route. Uh, I love spice, so I, I go top of the chain usually. But if I had to pick a third, I, the garlic.
0: Spicy, spicy garlic. The That's or the a parmesan the par- garlic.
1: I don't know which one
2: it is now, actually. But uh, one of the garlic ones I really like. That'd
1: be my uh, I got to go with teriyaki, um, Caribbean jerk, and then a hot barbecue. Well,
0: we got we got some, some variants here because for me, I go with the hot barbecue. That's standard. Yeah. It's just just nice amount of spice, nice amount of the taste in there. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a, my
1: mouth is watering. As a, Asian about.
0: zing, right?
1: Asian zing is a great sauce. Right? Like there's one on the way home. And,
0: right? then, and, and, then you, and then you cool her off with some honey barbecue. So I, I, I also follow great the gym. Sauce. I go, I go hot barbecue, and then I grab an Asian thing, and then I grab uh, honey barbecue, and I just keep rolling. Oh, that's, yeah, it's just, it's so good. Yeah. It's, I think, I think that's, that's all we need to talk about here, boys. That's, I do. We're done. Uh,
1: football in a week.
0: Football's in a week. It's, well, actually,
1: football in twenty minutes. I got to get going.
0: Yeah, you do. Um, Gophers. Gophers are slow. Go, Jackrabbits. No, okay. So that's, that'll do it for us in the school. We podcast. can edit that out. Um, for me. <laughs> I'm at the Mach 7 on the Twitter.
1: Uh, I am Muskie underscore Mike.
0: Jimmy? Scotty underscore
1: 33.
0: Yeah, you don't have to follow me if you don't want to. No, that's fine. Um, Scolders Podcast, we're part of the Climbing Pocket Network. We're on all your stuff, Stitchers, iTunes. You're probably listening to us on one of those. i um, part of Daily Norseman now, so appreciate you listening. Um, football's almost here, guys.
1: Let's go. Next time, it's serious.
0: Next time, it's, it's for real. None of this preseason action where Kary misses 4 Smolders Slaughter's yards. getting the whole game, it yeah.
1: looks like. So that's no, we'll fun. see. But a- any
0: previews on the next show, gentlemen? Schedule previews.
1: Schedule previews Schedule it's coming previews up.
0: Right. It's coming all up. Right. One any of our those? favorite shows. Right.
2: Favorite shows of all time. Right? Yeah. Mike, maybe you want to limit him to a few less designers We'll, we'll see. We'll see about cases, that. But. All right. Well, thanks for having me.
0: Great having you, Jimmy. We'll have it you back. It was That's going to do it. Skull likes skull.
1: Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from zero to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.